Well, a huge, huge happy Mother's Day to all the mamas out there. We love you. We celebrate you. And uh, man, we're just, we're grateful for you. We're grateful for who you are. We're grateful uh, for what you do for all of us. And to every mom, every auntie, every grandmother, every spiritual mom, every big sister, uh, we just tell you, we love you. We love you. We love you. We're celebrating you today. And I pray that today you do feel loved, you feel celebrated, you feel honored, and uh, you feel cherished by all of us because uh, we really do uh, think the world of you. I was reading a, um, an article today that uh, they figured out that a mother, a stay-at-home mom's salary should be about 165000 a year. But that was, of course, before COVID, where now moms are doing everything that they're doing, plus they're school teachers now. And so um, you are underpaid, okay? And we love you and we celebrate you and we're just grateful. Um, we're grateful for you and I pray that you feel that today. I'm gonna uh, talk about a mama today and I'm gonna talk about the mother of Moses from Exodus chapter two. I'm gonna read about 10 verses to you and the Bible says this, about this time a man and woman from the tribe of Levi got married. Now about this time, this is the time when Pharaoh is now killing all of the baby boys. The, the, the nation of Israel is rising. There are now millions and millions of uh, Jewish people in the land of Egypt. And the Pharaoh is getting very nervous about this because uh, he, he knows that there's gonna be more of them than there are gonna be Egyptians. And so he decides to begin to kill off all of the baby boys. And so it's at this time, and, and that's all in Exodus chapter one. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. That would be Moses. She saw he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she made a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. And the baby's sister then stood at a distance watching to see what would happen to him. Soon Pharaoh's daughter came down uh, to bathe in the river and her attendants walked along the riverbank. And when the princess saw the basket among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it from her. And when the princess opened it, she saw the baby. The little boy was crying and she felt sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. Then the baby's sister, this is Moses' older sister, approached the princess. Should I go find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Kind of like wink, wink. I, I, I kind of know who this is. And, and, and she said, yes, do that, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. Take this baby and nurse him for me, the princess told the baby's mother. I will pay you for your help. So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. Later, when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter who adopted him as her own. The princess named him Moses, for she explained, I lifted him out of the water. Now, let me just give you one more passage of scripture. I'm gonna give you that whole 10 verses in one verse from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw that he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. I wanna to talk today about when a mother has faith. I wanna talk about the faith of this mother and I wanna talk about your faith today and 
Um, though I am going to hopefully focus on and honor all the mamas out there, this is a word for every person watching. And I do believe that it's going to build your faith today in a supernatural way. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus that as I preach your word that you would anoint me, that you would speak to me, that Holy Spirit, you would have your way in this moment. I pray that you would bless every person watching this word. I, I believe that no one is watching this message by accident, but especially for every mom out there, for every, every mother out there, every spiritual mother out there, every aunt, every big sister, every grandmother, uh, a Lord who is doing so much for families right now. I just pray that you bless them and I pray that this word would encourage them. Speak now, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen and amen and amen. Thank you. So I guess I have to start this message by saying that I love the Bible because of the dignity, the praise, and the value that the Bible gives to women. Uh, There is no ancient literature like the Word of God that places such a high value on women. You just need to know that. The scripture elevates women. It values women. It honors women. It loves on women. I mean, it's just an incredible book that is not like um, the culture of its time. It's, it's radically different. It's radically sophisticated. It's, it's beautiful in what it has to say about women and the way that it elevates them and the way that God honors them. From Sarah the wife of Abraham to Mary, the mother of Jesus, who God called blessed among women, from Rebecca to Elizabeth, who would carry John the Baptist, from Esther to Mary Magdalene, who was the first person to preach about the resurrection. The first person to preach the gospel was a woman on Easter Sunday. Uh, Acts chapter 2, 120 disciples filled with the Holy Spirit, many of them women, Women who spoke in tongues, women who preached with Peter on Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. Just think about it. Uh, The Holy Spirit being poured out and women able to preach, women able to prophesy, women able to minister, women's testimony of the resurrection being considered uh, credible and real. God has always placed a high value on women, and I love that. Um, this, is, this is an amazing thing that is very different. You've got to understand, it's very different than the culture that the Scripture was written in. In the first century culture where men could divorce women for any reason and women were not allowed to divorce men, Jesus appears on the scene. Jesus appears in that culture, in that world, and he tells men to stay together. He tells men that you are divorcing your wife because of the hardness of your heart. He tells men to love your wife and to honor your wife. This was revolutionary, and it is still beautiful to this day. And maybe my favorite passage of Scripture about the value of women in in all of Scripture is Ephesians chapter 5, where the Apostle Paul tells husbands and wives, this is crazy, to honor each other, to submit to one another. Uh, We have, for some reason, ignored that passage of Scripture and gone to the next verse that says for wives to honor and to submit to their husbands. We forget that before the Apostle Paul ever talks about wives submitting to your husbands or men loving their wives, first he says submit to each other, honor each other. Again, this is revolutionary. This is amazing. This is 
uh, something that people desperately need to hear in 2020, but you just got to understand it was unheard of 2,000 years ago, and yet this is the value that God gives to women. This is the value that God would give to wives. This is the value that God would give to mothers. And so now we see this amazing mother in the book of Exodus who simply just does not get enough credit for her faith. We don't have a Moses without her. We don't have an Exodus without her. We don't have the liberation of three million Jews without her. Without her courageous and daring faith, we do not see the Exodus happen. You just gotta understand that today, mom, that what you're doing in raising your kids, you are raising world changers, you are raising history makers, that it is very significant, very holy, very spiritual to raise your children to serve God, to love God and to walk with God because I promise you, you will see the blessing of it in the years to come. Don't you ever give up. Don't you ever lose hope in that because it is true. So let me just give you a few things I see from the text today that are so important to every person watching this, but especially to every mom out there. Number one, faith sees. Faith sees. The Bible said in verse two that she saw that he was a special baby. She saw it. She was able to, I, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of a woman's intuition. Women are unbelievable. They just know stuff. Have you noticed that? They just, y'all just know stuff. I think this is why the apostle Peter would say that women are the weaker vessel. He was just only talking about physical strength because if women were as smart as y'all are and stronger than us, you would take over the world, okay? You would, just, you would just rule the world. And so God had to give us something, so he made us a little bit stronger, but that's about it. She was able to see. She was able to have an intuition about her baby boy. She was able to sense. There was a knowing. There was something. She looked at her boy, and she said, he's special. Now, now I want to submit to you. I do not believe that Moses was more special, more anointed, more called than any other Hebrew boy in his generation. It was that this woman of faith, the Bible says, Hebrews 11, by faith, she was able to see something in her boy that the other moms could not see. So I'm talking to mothers right now, I'm talking to moms right now, and I'm asking you, to by faith be a mom, to mother by faith. I'm talking to parents and I'm asking you to parent and lead your house by faith because it was by faith that she saw. She didn't just believe what everyone else was believing. She wasn't giving up like other people were giving up. By faith, she was able to see something. And, and here's the thing about Moses. I mean, he wasn't that special. He had some issues. He had an anger issue. He had a speech impediment. He dealt with fear. So it wasn't really that Moses was more special. It was simply that his mother was able to see something in the spirit. And I wanna ask you to see your children after the spirit. See them in the spirit. See parenting in the spirit. See that what you're doing is supernatural. See the greatness that is upon your child. See the greatness that is upon your family. See the greatness that is upon your marriage. Don't just look at it in the natural, but by faith. Faith sees. 
Faith is able to, I know y'all are saying amen to me right now, so I feel, I feel the love right now. I know because I'm building your faith right now because it is so easy to just go into the natural and just kind of be like everybody else, but I'm asking you to see something different. She saw by faith. Now, this is amazing because 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says that we walk by faith and not by sight. So watch me. We don't live by sight but we can see by faith. We don't live by sight, but we can see by faith. We can see, as Christians, hear me, we can see what no one else can see. Over and over again in the Old Testament, when you read God having conversations with the prophets, he'll, he'll ask Ezekiel this, what do you see? He'll ask Amos this, hey, what do you see? He'll ask uh, He'll ask other prophets, what do you, he'll ask Jeremiah, what do you see? He'll ask Isaiah, what do you see? What do you see? And then according to what they saw, they said. And so what you see is important. What you're looking at is important. If you are just looking for fear, looking for doubt, looking for unbelief, looking for, uh, to, to just be in defeat, that's what you're going to see. But if you can see by faith, then you can speak by faith. She saw that he was no ordinary child. By faith, she saw, and then by faith, she hid him. This is a massive principle that especially as parents, we must understand. And actually, you have to understand it even for your own self because you can't just look at yourself in the natural. You have to look at yourself by faith. You have to look at your future by faith. You have to look at your destiny by faith. You have to look at your gifting by faith. You have to look at your purpose by faith. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17, the Bible said that Elisha prayed for his servant Gehazi. And here was his prayer. Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Friend, let me just give you a little context. Gehazi was not blind. Gehazi did not have an issue with his natural sight. The Bible said that they were surrounded by the army. Gehazi was freaking out. He runs into the house and he tells Elisha, 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 Lord, Lord, the armies are surrounding us. And Elisha says, Lord, and I think that Gehazi would have expected Elisha to pray, Lord, get him, Lord, kill him, Lord, protect us, Lord, deliver us. He doesn't pray any of that. He says, Lord, open his eyes. Let him see in the spirit. Let him see by faith. Let him see what you see. Let him see what I see. Let him see from a different lens. And the Bible says that Gehazi looked out again. And the Bible said that that army that was surrounding them was surrounded by the angels of God, by the army of God. See, we have to see not just in the natural, we have to see in the spirit by faith. See the potential of your child. See the gift on your child. See the value of your child. Speak to it. Encourage it. Educate it. Breathe life into it. Your faith in God can break the glass ceiling over your child. Your faith can see something and release something in your child and on your child that will not be released without your faith. 
See, this is amazing that when the Apostle Paul is talking to his spiritual son, Timothy, he says, Timothy, let me tell you why you're gifted. Let me tell you why you're anointed. Let me tell you why that gift of God is in operation. Because it was on your mama. It was on your grandmama. It was because the elders laid hands on you and released the gift. Timothy is not Timothy without his mother believing, without his grandmother believing, without his church family praying. God, uh, the apostle Paul says, Timothy, the reason the gift of God is in operation in your life is because somebody saw something in you. Somebody saw you in the spirit and not just in the natural. The faith was on your mom and the faith was on your grandmother and the faith was on the elders and the faith was on me. And when we laid hands on you, a gift was released. And friends, the same thing can happen for us. This is why by faith we've got to see our children. By faith we've got to lay hands on our children. By faith we pray over our children. By faith we release our children into their gifting and into their God-given destiny. Faith sees. Number two, faith sacrifices. Faith sacrifices. The Bible said that the princess found Moses and said, I'm going to need someone to nurse him, to wean him. And so Moses' mother gets him back, but knows it's for a short time. But she wants him to live and not to die like all the other boys. So she sacrifices and nurses this baby boy, weans this baby boy, spends more time with this baby boy knowing that eventually she's gonna have to give him away. Only a mother full of faith in a faithful God could wean the child knowing that she was gonna have to just give him away. But she sacrificed because she knew the alternative was the death of the baby. I just want you to feel her pain. I want you to feel the grief that she was gonna have. To, I mean, it, it seemingly there was no good option. Do I give my child to my owners, to the people who have enslaved us? Do I let them die? This was a hard decision. This was a painful decision. This was a terrible decision. This was a decision she should have never had to be in, but here she is. And now by faith, she's gonna have to make a sacrifice. Painful for her, but she knew ultimately better for him. Painful for her, but ultimately she knew he was special. He was called. He was anointed. There was a gift upon his life. And so she knew that she was going to have to release him. <laughs> she knew that this child was not just her child, but it was God's child. She had to believe that God loved Moses even more than she loved Moses. So she trusted him. She put him in an ark. That's what that word means. That Hebrew word where, where she put him in the basket, it's the same Hebrew word as ark in Genesis chapter six. The Bible says that the church is the ark in the New Testament. That's what the apostle Peter tells us. In other words, she had to give him to God. She had to trust the Lord. She had to make a sacrifice. But her pain was truly her son's 
gain and was the nation's gain. Her sacrifice set a nation free. Her separation set a miracle into motion. What am I saying, parents? I'm saying we're gonna have to make some painful decisions as parents today that will set up our child's future. It's not always, it's definitely not easy being a parent. It's not always easy being a parent. There's some really stretching times. Some seasons are more difficult than others. But faith sacrifices. Faith makes tough decisions that bless our children. Faith makes tough decisions that sets up our children for blessing. Faith makes tough decisions. You know, I don't just come to church just because I'm the pastor or I don't just come to church because of me. You know, even if I wasn't a pastor, we come to church because it's good for our baby because we want our child to be in the house of God. There's just certain things we do that are, are, are bigger than just us. We make sacrifices for our children. Real faith sacrifices. Real faith makes tough decisions that is ultimately a blessing to the next generation. So I wanna ask you to have faith. I wanna ask you to keep making those sacrifices. I wanna tell you it's worth it. I wanna tell you that God sees it. I wanna tell you that your faithfulness to God and your faith in God will no doubt set up your children for blessing. Wow. We don't have a Moses without her. We don't have an Exodus without her. Without her sacrifice, we never have that young man look at Pharaoh and say, let my people go. What an awesome mom. And I wanna tell you, that can be the heritage of your family. That because of my parents' obedience, this is what your children can say, because of my parents' obedience, I'm here. Can I tell you that because of my parents' obedience, I'm here. Because my parents have lived for God, walked with God, given all they know to the Lord, I am where I am. I'm following in their footsteps and because of their obedience, I don't have to start where they started. I get to start so much further ahead. This is the blessing of God. Lastly, faith trusts. And I can have the keys come back. Faith trusts. So the Bible said that when the time came in verse 10, she brought the baby back to Pharaoh's daughter. And then Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and named him Moses, which means, or or named him Moses because she lifted him out of the water. And that word Moses literally means to be drawn out or taken out. Faith trusts. The time came when she had to return him to the Egyptian woman. Why did she do it? I guess she could have taken Moses and ran, but I think she knew that was never gonna work. I think she was able to trust God because she saw the gift that was on Moses. She saw that Moses was special. She saw the call. She saw God's good hand upon him. So she was able to trust that God was gonna sustain him. She didn't exactly know what Moses was gonna do in the future. She knew there was something about this boy and it wasn't going to happen 
unless she returned him and unless she trusted God with him. She had to trust that God's purpose for him would protect him. She had to trust that God's hand was upon him. She had to trust that God loved her son more than she loved her son. No doubt she prayed for that boy every day. No doubt she fasted for that boy. No doubt she thought of him every hour of the day. No no doubt she wept every night thinking about her son. You know, the Bible never lets us in on if they ever reunited. We don't know. We, we never find out if maybe when Moses got a little older, if he was able to visit them or see his Hebrew parents. We don't know. For all we know, she could have died never knowing what would become of her son and of her children, Aaron and the others. We, we don't know. She just kept trusting and she kept believing. She knew that he was special, so she kept her hope alive. Wow. There's no doubt that she would have passed away before the deliverance of Israel. There's no doubt she, she would not have been alive by the time of the Exodus, well over 40 years later. <laughs> but her faith was a setup for the next generation to win. She trusted God. Can you trust your God with your children? Can you trust the Lord with your babies? Can you trust the Lord that God's good hand is upon them? That God has something special for them? Can you speak into that? Can you believe that? Can you pray into that? So she doesn't get a lot of praise. She doesn't get a lot of accolades. On this side of eternity, she never knew what would happen with her boy. But I promise you, on the other side, she found out that her faith was worth it, that her trust was worth it, that her love was worth it, that her sacrifice was worth it. The Bible tells us in John chapter four, Jesus says, you've heard it said, one man sows and then reaps. And he said, that's true. He said, but I'm about to send you to a place where you will reap where you never sowed. Can I tell you that your obedience can set up blessing for your children where they can reap where they never even sowed? You know, my parents are sowers. And now I'm beginning to reap the faith of my parents. But I'm still sowing and Goldie will reap on such a different level because there will be even more generational blessing for her to reap from. And it will go on and on. And so think about, think about that. Think about her faith, her sacrifice her trust, her believing God. Look what it did. Look at the domino effect of blessing that it released. Just a generation later after she had Moses, a whole nation would be set free because by faith, she saw by faith she sacrificed by faith. She trusted. Wow. 
grateful for her and I'm grateful for every Holy Ghost mama out there. I'm grateful for every, every father who's being the spiritual leader of their home. I'm, I'm grateful for all the parents that are watching this who are saying, I want to I wanna do this the right way. I want to raise our children to serve God and to love God and to walk with God. I'm grateful for every single mom that's making it happen. I'm grateful for every single dad that's making it happen. I'm grateful for for every new Christian couple that's going, man, we've, we've never done this before, but we're, we're trying to do this thing, preacher. God sees it. And God's gonna reward you for it. And I'm telling you, it's so much more significant than you think. It's supernatural. And I'm grateful for it. Father, bless every parent today. and Bless especially every mom today. Let her know that her faith is not in vain, her hope is not in vain. Remind her today that your hand is upon her children. And Lord, give her, I pray, the determination, the faith, and the courage to continue to raise those children the way that she knows you're calling her to do it. Lord, I just thank you that there's a special blessing on every household today. Father, bless your people, I pray. Bless your people, I pray. Bless your people, I pray. Thank you that our obedience is not in vain. Oh, but it is making a massive impact for generations to come. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. There's people right now who are watching this that you've never given your life to Christ. Maybe you're watching this today because maybe your mom texted you the link and said, hey, you have to watch today. It's Mother's Day. Or maybe you're over at the house watching. Or I don't know how you found us today, but you don't know the Lord. You don't know Jesus. This is your opportunity to say yes to Christ. This is your opportunity to surrender your life to Him. No doubt you've been prayed into this moment. <laughs> no doubt somebody's been believing God for you. No doubt somebody has been calling upon heaven on your behalf. No doubt somebody has been asking God to set up this divine moment where you would surrender your life to Christ. Can I tell you, God loves you. God's crazy about you. God cares about you. God has a plan for your life. Why don't you say yes to him today? Why don't you surrender to him today? Why don't you trust him today with your life? The Bible says, believe in Jesus. Believe that he died for you. Believe that he rose again. Believe that he is Lord and you would be saved. Forgiven. Brand new life in Christ. Pray with me. Pray something like this as I pray. Pray something like this. doesn't really matter the words as much as your heart is surrendered to God. Pray with me. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I, I believe you died for me. I believe I need you, and I do need you. Forgive me of my sin. I turn from my old life, and I turn to you. And I declare with all of my heart, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord of my life. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'm telling you, your life's never going to be the same. And whether you just prayed that for the very first time or you're rededicating your life to Christ, it's the best decision you've ever made. And our team will tell you a little bit more about that decision. And we've got some resources for you that we want to give you. But, man, I'm, I'm so excited for you 
And I'm so excited for this new walk with Christ. If you're around other believers, why don't you get water baptized? The Bible says, believe and be baptized. Go for it. <laughs> what is water baptism? It's that moment that you go public with, with your faith where, where you let the whole world know, hey, I've, I've died to my old life. I'm being raised into new life. And if you're around other Christians, or if you know some Christians, why don't you let them know, hey, I just gave my life to Christ. I'd love to be baptized. And have someone who's following Jesus water baptize you. Such an important decision. Such an awesome decision. Well, church, we love you so much. I'm starting a brand new series next week on the Lord's Prayer. I'm so fired up about it. It's going to be awesome. And I know it's going to build your faith. And it's going to, I really do believe it's going to sustain our church through, through this next season. And uh, it's really going to build our church up. And it's going to call us to prayer like never before. So I'm so excited about it. And um, I'm just excited about what God's doing in our lives. I, I can't wait till we can gather again. I'm praying for our president. I'm praying for this COVID task force. I'm praying for our governors and our mayors. I'm praying for wisdom. Um, and I, I'm telling you right now, I cannot wait till we can see each other face to face again. And I, I really do pray that it's sooner than later. Uh, but until then, we're going to be right here. And we're going to keep ministering to you. So I love you. We'll see you next week.